Welcome to the League of Average Gentlemen Podcast. You're such an amateur podcast. Join your commissioners as they survey the state of the league. A little hot sauce, so we're good to go. And provide invaluable feedback. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so you feel judged and inadequate. One of them will win, but I don't think it's really going to matter. The rest of his team's trash. You should be depressed. You sound like me. Shut up, Randy. All right, welcome back to the League of Average Gentlemen podcast. This is episode five. I know it's been a minute, but uh, with me I have Colby Corbett and Ian Spencer. How are you all doing tonight? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing real good. Ready for level 12 of 2020. See what happens next. Yeah, yeah we're about a... to fight the boss. Yeah. Bro, so. Oh, God, that can't be good. It's like at the end of Sonic, you have to hit him eight times. Hit him to explode. <laughs> How many coins are we going to get, though? 170. Rings. So to kick things off today, we're going to go ahead and uh, look at a little bit of power rankings. Power rankings. So just like we have in the past, Ian... Colby and myself have all done our own separate power rankings, and then we have also used the power rankings generated by Fantasy Pros, uh, and we've taken all of those and used them to spit out a consensus power ranking. So let's uh, let's start at 10 and work our way up to 1. So starting at 10, we have at... Uh, Shocking record of 0 and 10, STDs and Wine Cooler. And that was a consensus 10th place in the power rankings. And I, I can't remember in the history of the league if we've had someone this far into the season without their first win. Yeah, I don't know that we have. I feel like Matt may have done that. Oh, back in the days of Matt Leister. Yeah, yeah that's been a while. Like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you look at, I mean, he's had a ton of people underperform. Zeke probably being the biggest. Like, I, sure. I remember talking early on about his Zeke-Drake stack. and Yeah, that just, felt so good at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Mike Evans is another one that just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, to I mean, in his defense, he has by far the highest points against so it's like it's not even close no one else is within 100 points of the amount of points that have been scored against him but he also has by far the lowest points for so yeah yeah it's just the perfect storm for an 0 and 10 season yep he made some moves early on that i that i felt like we're going to help him like the Mike Davis move worked out pretty well for him, at least in the early going, but man, it's just been a, it's been a 2020 of a season for STDs and wine cooler. That is a good, a good synopsis there. (laughs) Which actually is a pretty good segue into our consensus number nine in the power rankings. Um, Speaking of having a 2020 season, this team's 2020 season started right off the bat after the draft when uh, Leonard Fournette ended up getting cut by the Jaguars. Uh, we have 
at three and seven, El Gato Grande. Yeah, he. I mean, he kind of went on a fire sale a bit there, maybe after week four or five. Uh, I don't know how late it was when McCaffrey got traded, which I think we might get to later when we talk about trades. But yeah, yeah, his his team is just Joe Mixon hadn't really done much since he acquired him. Antonio Gibson, the same. He got him in a trade and he hasn't done it. He's he's kind of vultured some touchdowns, but hasn't really gotten the work that I think a lot of people expected him. Tired. Tyler Lockett has been all or nothing. He's either going to get you 35 or six. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't want to speak for El Gato Grande here, but I think that most of his trades, at least he was trying to kind of diversify his points a little bit to, to give himself more chance to succeed. The only ones that didn't really do that were the, the Mixon for nuke trade and then the Gibson trade, but I think with the Gibson one, he was looking more at the potential future value of Gibson in terms of a keeper. So he's like he's he's made moves to to try to improve, and they just they just haven't really panned out for him. No, it's hard to train. It's hard to trade effectively from a position like when you're not in a position of strength. That's it's it's difficult to kind of claw your way back up. Yeah. So we were actually, so for, for number nine, we were actually all in consensus with each other. And the only dissenter was fantasy pros, um, who had El Gato Grande at eight. Speaking of eight though, that brings us to who fantasy pros actually had at nine, which is at four and six, Boyd of Emotion. It's just Kyle. Yeah. And his team is just Kyler. Basically, yeah, yeah. Well, done. I mean, Calvin Ridley what, was pretty solid there for a little bit, but he's just he's had the injury bug and hadn't really done much. He hasn't had Michael Thomas at all this year. It's it's been Kyler Murray carrying his team. When he got wins, it was on the back of Kyler Murray. Bell getting cut and shuffled around. And... Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing has really worked out well. For... And then you know, I mean, Chris Carson's out or been out for a couple of weeks and yeah it's just and to think too you probably would have sold the farm to get calvin ridley from him if only he had traded him to you uh yep i tried to get him a lot early on i, I did too michael thomas has been totally nothing for him either after all whatever the hell's going on with him god i and i feel that pain i have michael thomas in um in a separate league and he has potentially been the biggest bust on the season like just just based on the draft capital people put into him he's been terrible yeah yeah but it'll be interesting i think we might want to look at doing a segment like this in the future maybe after the season as we wrap up but just looking at keepers kind of going ahead and Mm -hmm. I, i i wouldn't be shocked if kyler murray for I'm pretty sure he'd be a three. He was a later pick in the draft. Yeah, for but sure. Kyler Murray for a three might be tempting for Kyle there. I would caution him though. I considered Lamar Jackson for a three this season, and that would have blown up in my face. So yeah, I'm much happier with Kamara for a one. Anyway, that brings us to our seventh in the power rankings which is uh, our uh, very own Notorious Narwhals at four and six. 
Hey, you got to be proud about something there, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like like I said, we're going to get into trade talk here in a little bit about the trades that have happened since we've last recorded. Oh, but I don't. I feel like all my trades just hurt my team and really hurt my chances to make the playoffs. You just didn't have any consistency. You'd have somebody go off one week and then they won't do anything, and Shark could go off and then he'll do nothing, and you know you you bench Rojo and he goes complete ape shit, and then he'll do nothing this week for you. Yeah, and then you accidentally uh, drop Deontay Johnson because you thought he was the other Johnson who. <laughs> suspiciously wasn't on your team at the time that you used that excuse? Okay, it, I thought it was Dearness Johnson. He was on my team the week before, or not not even the week before, it was a couple days before, and I forgot I dropped him, and I remember this was pre-Coffee Colby on like a Sunday morning or Saturday morning, I can't remember what it was. Um, Yeah, just I saw it and I was like, oh, why did I keep Dearness Johnson? Because Deontay Johnson was out of my mind because he wasn't playing. He was injured. Yep, and now he's playing out of his mind. I wonder what your record would be if you still had him. It'd be be one game better. Yeah, Yeah. for sure one game better. Because you you literally just lost to the person that ended up winning him off the waiver wire. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, he, that's he single, <laughs> he uh, he beat you himself. Yeah, we can move on. Let's go to number six. Who's our number six? <laughs> yeah, so at uh, number six we have last year's champion, the Plano Bananas, at six and four. All right, so let's go to number <laughs> five. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, I, so only uh, I think Ian had him at. At number six, and then Fantasy Pros had him at number six. I actually have him at five, um, more on potential than anything else. And then I guess, Colby, it looks like you had him at five as well. Um, just because he has he has some players that are, they aren't injured. Well, Mostert is injured, but like Lamar and Andrews, they feel like they're just playing under their ability. So yeah. if they, Same with if, Godwin. Right, yeah. And so if they can put it together, like if he makes it into the playoffs, he could upset someone if, if everyone clicks at the right time. And getting Chubb back. Right yeah, that's a yeah. big one too. Good timing too. Yeah. Always get your Chubb back. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's just got a lot of guys that are hit or miss too. I mean, Tyreek Hill's the most, you think easily the most consistent guy on his team. Which is really weird to say because Tyreek Hill yeah. is not a he's not a consistent he's like a Real score streak. forty for you one week and ten the next. But, he's got the wrong quarterback tight end stack from the AFC. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk we'll, about we'll you get, soon, Ian. We'll Shut get to up. that. <sighs> and and Tyreek Hill has has really made his hay. So to say, what did we say it was? I think so to make say. Hay. Yeah, yeah, eating, yeah, eating his hay. He's he's eaten his hay through touchdowns, which usually it was yardage, but he's not, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't feel like he's putting up a lot of triple-digit games. He's just scoring a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's been in the end zone a lot. Well, anyway, that brings us to, at number five, the Ponderosa Hail Marys at a record of seven and three. Ian, you don't you don't have like a seal noise you're going to make, Ian? What's a, what's a Hail Mary noise? Whee! 
No. <laughs> but I think this is the right quarterback tight end stack. Like, I think Jeff was confused. Mahomes is Mahomes. Kelsey, God, the tight end landscape this year is just trash. Like, there's... It really started off so win. much... Stir- like, like week four or five of the season, I was thinking that there were just tight ends everywhere. Like, everyone everywhere. had a tight end. And it just, like, the bottom fell out. Yeah, before... Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there's Kelsey, and then there's Kelsey. a step down, and there's Waller, and that's about it. Yeah, and Kittle when he's healthy. I mean, if Kittle's healthy, sure. I don't know when he's going to be back, but he'll be right up there with Kelsey. But right now, yeah, it's Kelsey. It's, yeah, a little bit of Waller, but then that's it. I mean, there's I don't know that there's anybody else that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm starting him. No, no, at least not feeling good about it. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the, the rest of his team is, it's, like, there's... I don't know. Like, I didn't love putting you as high as I did, Ian, because I feel like your record's better than your team. Like, you're starting, you're starting what? Like, is is it the RB five for Miami this week? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been iffy, but and Naheem it's Hines, worked. like you, your your roster's rough. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But he he's playing in Green Bay. Yeah, no, like I so get I said, it. Okay, yeah, I'll, given I'll, I'll the other up. options you had, I'm just waiting on Eckler to come back. Yeah, you get Eckler back, and I mean, if if guys like Thielen start performing, if Curtis Samuel keeps doing what he's doing, which is yeah. seems like an anomaly, if Josh Jacobs gets back to what he was doing, there's there's a chance there. But yeah, I definitely agree with Randy. I I feel like when I went back and looked. I had joked with y'all about this before, but that the the lowest teams as far as points against were, were our top five teams. Yeah. And I think you were one that probably benefited it benefited from it more than most. Just being you know, your team's probably a five and five, six and four team that has done pretty well. Just not a I think you're seven and three right now. But yeah, hey, you I get was, into the yeah. playoffs and, and it's all bets are off. I think that definitely helps. I, I think another thing that has helped you is that your your team's been really boom or bust. Like I think you and uh, Orange Juju, um, did we did we bleep that? I don't know if that got bleeped. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. you and I, Orange Juju um, no, have okay. been like your scores have been really mercurial. Like one week you might score sixty, and then the next you'll throw down a hundred and fifty. Like there's just there's been no consistency, but See, uh, but I'm, I mean I'm consistent. Like I'm consistent for kind of <laughs> 95 points. But I mean, all you need like is 94, to yeah. have playoff weeks be one of those 150 weeks, and you're golden. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our number four team, which is at six and four, Team Chaos, which. What were they before? It was like it was like Bean Burrito or something. I can't remember. They they changed their yeah. name mean, mid season. Cilantro no. and onion. It was rice and beans. I'm pretty sure it was Bean Burrito. No, he. I mean, we talked about him before being kind of Aaron Jones or nothing. I think it's now Aaron Jones and DK Metcalf or nothing. Which they've. I mean, DK has has had pretty much one bad week. I, I think he's yeah. like a. 
locked in top five receiver. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's it's those two that are carrying him right now. Yeah. James James Robinson, you could probably put in there. He's sure. he's like a he's consistent. Been good. Yeah, he's not like he's not flashy. I I don't know right. why I feel like he's so under the radar, but he's consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's not gonna necessarily blow out a game for you, but he'll probably get you double digits every week. Yeah, yeah, I'd be surprised if he had more than two weeks where he didn't hit double digits this year. Yeah, no, just two. He uh, had 9.5 against Indy in week one, and then in week five he had 7.5 against Houston. So Okay, yeah. Yep. Aaron Rodgers has really been yeah, this, really good. I'm looking this, at his points now. 31, 18, 24, 29, 28, 22, Yeah, 29. this season pretty early on, Aaron Rodgers made it feel like this was going to be like a like a statement season for him. Like, I'm not done yet. I, this this was one, though, like looking over Team Chaos's roster after I did my power rankings, this was one where I looked at it and I was like, why did I have him as high as I did? His team's not bad, but it's not great. Yeah, I, I actually had him, we have him at four consensus. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with Fantasy Pros having him at three. Yeah. But Randy, you have him highest out of the three of us having him at four, and then Ian has him at five. I had him down at six. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has a good team. It's just, it's two people that are carrying it for me. Looking at it, I think that I had him, Jeff, and Ian all pretty similar in my head, and I just couldn't put Jeff or Ian ahead of him just on principle. That's that probably I'm I'm thinking back that logically that makes sense to me. Yeah, just based off your love your love of bean burritos. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I really wish he would go back to the bean burrito team name. I think that's fair. Yeah. Which brings us to our next food-based team. At number three in the rankings with a five and five record, we have Orange Jujuice. Yep, yep. I beeped it there too. Oh, do I need to say it again? Orange Jujuice. Did it happen again? Uh, yeah. Jujuice. Orange. What if we like separate it out and say Jew? And then juice. Does it only beep the first part? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. So this is just the, the Dalvin Cook show. I feel like this, like this, is where the the teams take a jump up. Like I felt like I felt like there were three teams at the top of this that were really just kind of a step above the rest of the the rest of the league and and this was this was the first of them he like this is I, this is a strong team yeah i mean it is it this one's another one that's top loaded to me like it's dalvin cook russell wilson keenan allen and then it's a pretty big drop off for me like yeah christian kirk i'm not excited about daryl henderson is in a three-way timeshare will fuller's pretty solid but yeah will fuller's been good and and honestly, yeah. as far as tight ends go this season, Jared Cook's been all right. Like he he might 
get nothing for you one week, but then the next week he'll score you like 13. So he's been okay for a tight end. And then, I mean, Melvin Gordon's been kind of sneakily. Oh, wait, no. No, never mind. I'm thinking early season Melvin Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's been trash since then. Just ignore that whole statement. Edward Delaire is going to be nice to have, but he hasn't lived up to expectations the, to the full extent. Yeah. For, for where he drafted him, yeah. For, for where he was selected, he's he's been a bust. And honestly, for me, it was the draft capital that they put into into Edward Delaire plus him being in an Andy Reid offense. Like, Andy Reid offenses usually are, like, it's a one running back show, and they just, like, give him the ball over and over and over. So, yeah, Andy Reid threw a curveball. It, it's not even – Yeah, He's got too many other it's weapons mostly around Mahomes this year. Like, it's not – they're not running the ball. I don't know what their pass-run ratio is, but I'd imagine it's pretty skewed heavily to just throwing – because yeah. it's not like Hilaire is in a timeshare. Like, Williams is getting carries. I think Bell is still getting some carries. But for the most part, Hilaire gets the majority of them, the vast majority of them. It's, mm-hmm. it's just not a lot to go around. It's a yeah. small pie. Yeah. Juju's been consistent. consistent yeah, because he's a number two wide back. receiver on his team again. He might be the number three wide receiver yeah. on his team. That's That's true, but... Like, if, if you think back, like, Juju's always been at his best when he's not the guy. Like, as soon as as soon as soon he was the, guy, the yeah. number one receiver for Pittsburgh, he ended up just doing nothing. So now that he has Johnson and Claypool with him, he's been, he's been relevant again. Yeah, that might have to do with the fact that he runs a lot of his routes out of the slot. It's hard to be a number one. You don't you typically see a number yeah, one receiver fair. out of the slot. Well... So next up at number two in the power rankings, with a pretty strong record of seven and three, we have BDE Big Deck Injury. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize I didn't realize he changed his team name. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. I typed it out like multiple times and then I looked at it and I was like, oh damn, that's I like I need to I need to honor his pun. Yeah, very well done. I like it, Ellis. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! So yeah, he's he's got a one of the more well-rounded teams in my opinion. He doesn't have a yeah. he doesn't have a whole lot of top five guys, but he's got guys right at that cusp. Like Julio Jones is a good example. That I don't know that mm-hmm. Julio is a top five guy anymore, but certainly a top ten. James Conner is a, is probably a top ten running he back or, or maybe top fifteen. Swift has stepped mm-hmm. up a lot. He's been. I think that might be his Yeah, team. all of a sudden he's he's been the guy in Detroit. Yeah. Diggs is another one probably yeah. just outside of that top five. A.J. Brown has been really good since he came back too. Yep. Todd yeah, Gurley. I mean, he's had, he's just, it's a well-rounded team. That's a good team. Yeah. Yeah, Gurley's been falling yeah. into the end zone just enough. So He's got one of the two tight ends that are actually doing stuff. I mean, Waller's right. not like a world beater, but mm-hmm. he's been good. Right. Yeah, he's gonna. I I think him and then and then obviously, I think we know who the top team is. We've covered nine of the ten. Uh, I'm assuming everyone at home is writing these down as they go. Um, but I think yeah, y'all are keeping notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's a two or three horse race, really, at this point in the season, 
and whoever gets those top two seeds is going to be getting that by, and that's pretty important when you have one week playoffs, like round. I mean, it's it's you you default into playoff money. Yeah, yeah, that buys big. So speaking of buys, this next team I happen to know firsthand is gunning hard for a first round buy. At number one consensus, oh, I should mention big deck injury was was consensus number two. So so well done, big deck injury. And then at consensus number one, at a record of eight and two, we have Kamara virus. Aptly named after 2020, aptly named after their first round keeper, who has, in my opinion, potentially been the best player in the league this season. Uh, I'd probably, I don't know, I I think Aaron Jones would argue against that. Mm. Early season Aaron Jones, yeah, but he's dropped off. I feel like I would take Dalvin Cook, but that may just because I... Yeah, Dalvin Dalvin Cook is probably in the argument too. Or Kyler Murray. Except that, except that both, like everyone that you're naming other than Kyler Murray has missed time. Right. Uh, Ky- Ky- Kyler Murray would probably be my biggest argument, though, because he he's like the role of two positions. He, That's fair. He's been, yeah, he's, I mean, he, I think he scores 30 more than he scores 20. So that, like, I'll, uh, the Kyler argument. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, quarterbacks score more, but his score above the second and third and fourth highest in his group is probably a bigger, um, like right. deviation. It's the difference of a it's the difference of a Travis Kelsey versus a Hunter Henry. Like right. you're you're scoring twice as much as the next guy. Right. No, I mean this is a yeah. this is another well rounded team to me. It's got it's got really a lot of guys in the top five three i think with adams hopkins and kamara are all in the top five of their position um and then miles sanders is probably a top 10 guy top 15 guy just like um james connor would be yeah yeah i i mean I, I pushed all my chips in this season this was i i figured out early on that i was uh and and i'm not gonna claim credit for it i was somehow i managed to miss a lot of the injury bugs and and a lot of my picks ended up panning out and so i was able to make trades from a from a from a position of just being loaded with talent so it's always easier to to make those trades when you have players to spare so i i tried to turn turn big guys into just a better rounded roster so it'll it'll all come crumbling down i'm fully expecting the uh the other shoe to drop shortly hopefully it's this weekend with all those questionables well i don't even like i'll i'll take a loss at this point that's not i'm i'm worried more about something like uh i don't even want to put it into words an injury an injury he's worried about an injury like kamara that's tearing an acl yeah i mean he it's bound to happen. Yeah. You're you're more diversified now to be able to to withstand that. I think. I think Kamara is probably the one that would hurt the most if he went down, just oh, because yeah. like then I would have like then I'd basically be starting Miles Sanders and the starting running back for uh, for Houston. Like maybe. What do you mean maybe? Well, it'd be, it'd be either Duke or David. Yeah, I had both of them. 
Oh, you do have both. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So like, like, but, but still, I mean, that, that, that's not bragging. That's if that's my RB two, I'm in rough shape. Yeah. yeah nobody right. wants to start D Johnson unless it's D. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Elgato Grande enjoyed starting him this past week. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I think this is a good segue into our, our second segment talking about trade talk. Yeah, let's do it. Trade talk. There's man, we've had so many like this is this is probably the most trades we've ever had in a season by far. Yeah, what's the total count up to? Uh, I'm not sure the total. Uh, so I, I ended up with a, a count of um, how many trades each team had done. So so I don't know what the, the total was because it's essentially going to be half of so 13. Yeah, 13. If that's the total trades, we've had 13 trades. Yeah, so there's 26 total there. So half of that is 13. Thanks, Ian, for helping Randy out with that math. Nine of which have happened since our last podcast. Yeah. So it was uh there was there were a, a few weeks there where it was just like it felt like trades were happening every other day, which is just fun. Yeah, I, I like it's just fun when you see a trade come through. Yeah, I think I think a lot of these. We'll, well, I think we'll cover all of these and maybe pick winners and losers as we go through. But some of them were just like you know might be like, eh like eh, whatever like okay so you swap these two people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still good to For see. Sure. It's it's good to see the league engage and trade. Yeah. So we'll go through them um, kind of in chronological order, starting from the one that happened um, immediately. Well, not immediately, but the the first one that happened after our last podcast, which was um, Kamara virus traded Tyler Lockett and Mark Andrews to Plano Plantains and received Devonte Adams. Yeah, this one for me isn't hard. Devontae Adams. Like I feel like for the most part, when you do a two-for-one or a three-for-two trade, for the most part, the person who is getting the lesser, uh, like the, the, the best player in the package, which is usually yeah. the, the one or the two-for-three, they're the two, I think they usually win it. Um, and yeah, it's just, I mean, Devonte Adams. Yeah. With, with very few exceptions, I, yeah. I feel the same way. This solidified your wide receivers for you. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like, I, I kind of like when I gave up Lockett, it was right as he was just like, I think he had had like a 40 point game or something like that. And I was still sitting on Mark Andrews waiting for him to do something. And so I loved getting Adams I didn't love giving up Lockett and Andrews at the time, though. Like, I, like after seeing how they've all done after the trade, like, I, I feel like I won the trade. But at the time, I felt like I was giving up a lot. Yeah, I, th- I thought at the time it was a lot closer than it ended up being at this point. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, but for sure, I, like, I feel like I won that trade. Yeah. So then after that, on uh, October 7th, we had Big Deck Injury receiving Darren Waller, Miles Gaskin, and Big Ben Roethlisberger from Team Chaos and giving up James Robinson, Aaron Rodgers, and Hunter Renfro. This, uh, 
I wasn't like I don't really know that anyone won or lost this trade. It was yeah, it was just like hey, let's just swap guys. Yeah, yeah. I think I I seventies at a swingers party. I'd probably give it to Team Chaos. Gun to my head because I feel like he got like this is a two for three trade to me. Like Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Renfro feels like a throw in. Yeah. So I mean and getting Aaron Rodgers, who is the better of the two quarterbacks, getting James Robinson, who is the better of the two running backs in the trade, and losing Darren Waller. I can't remember who his backup tight end is, like who he's starting now. Um, but I, I feel like just doing those well just just getting Rodgers um and Robinson is a win there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd probably give it to Team Chaos, but I mean it's it's close cuz cuz Gaskin up until his injury was was really pretty good. Yeah. Rufflesberger has has had some down games, but for the most part he's been really good too and and Waller is uh, I mean like we've talked about Waller is one of two tight ends that you want to have. So there's it, it's close, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it to to Team Chaos barely. Yeah. Well, so next up we have another Team Chaos trade. This happened about two weeks after that one, with Team Chaos receiving Amari Cooper from the notorious Narwhals and giving up DJ Moore and Chase Claypool. I think this is kind of the opposite of what we've seen. I think this one. I think Colby won this one. Yeah, everything with Cooper and the Cowboys, and I think right. I kind of think the same thing simply because the Cowboys fell off the place, the face of the planet as soon as Dak got injured. Yeah, and none of these players are like super exciting even right now. I think Claypool is probably the most and would probably be ranked the highest, and he's not on my team anymore. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm just getting rid of all the Pittsburgh wide receivers. Uh, Let me. I I wish I could have trade for. Orange, yeah, traded with orange juju's for Juju Smith, but yeah, I I, like I'd probably give the edge edge to Narwhals here, um, simply because I think I think Chaos was trading for Cooper, thinking that Cooper was still going to get attention from Andy Dalton, and then Andy Dalton got hit by a train, and he like he just woke up, hasn't done anything, yeah. We all we all realized that without Dak, the Cowboys were a flaming pile of trash. Mm-hmm. So, fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Cowboys. Moving on. Next, we have Plano Plantains receiving Tyreek Hill and Lamar Jackson from El Gato Grande, who received Tyler Lockett and Antonio Gibson. I would probably give this one to Plano Plantains. I, getting Tyreek Hill, they got the best player here. Uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson yeah. has a ton of upside. He's he's done nothing this year, but he hasn't like ruined anybody either. Like he hasn't ruined a week, but he just he's just yeah. But it, it felt it definitely feels like like Elgato traded Jackson low. Yeah, and, like he sold low. Yeah, and he traded oh, him sure. on name what it was too. Expected right? If, I mean, if, right. if you had that output from someone like a Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson probably wouldn't yeah. have been rostered at that point. Yeah. But just because there yeah. was upside there and he had his name, he was able to move him. But I still think Plano Plantain wins it. You you could take Lamar Jackson out of that, and I'd argue that Plano Plantains wins that. Oh, I, yeah, I don't think I'd go that far. But, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, at the time, Tyler Lockett was still, like, he hadn't come back to earth as much as he has now. 
I, I don't know that I'd go that far. I don't know. This was three weeks ago. He hasn't had Tyler Lockett for a whole bunch, and I, I don't think Lock. I mean, has Lockett? I don't know if you have his stats the last three weeks, but I'd be surprised if he cracked top twenty-four wide receivers. Like if he got, no. if he was doing a lot of double-digit games, I don't think he was. No, his last three weeks have been nine six to five. Yeah. So, and Antonio Gibson is he's scoring. But he's not exciting anyone. He he just like he got he had two touchdowns I think in the week against me, but it didn't really get That's, touches. I think you're off on Gibson though. He like the the week before they made that trade, he scored eighteen point eight, and then he had a bye, and then he scored eleven against the Giants, but he came back and scored twenty point five yeah. the next week. Yeah. So I mean, Gibson's been good no and the, and the, the 20.5 that's the week i'm talking about that's when he i played against yeah. gibson that week and he he like he's not getting the touches like he's not getting the the pass receptions or what do we call them pass catches what did jeff say pass, catch, pass yeah. catches no, that's not, the technical term yeah he's not getting the pass catches he's just getting the touchdowns he's yeah but well and even his like looking at his attempts now they've been real Real inconsistent. Like one week he'll get twenty attempts, and then the next he'll get six. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Good Washington guys. Yeah, that's true. I I think I think too though. Like, so I don't want to speak for uh, El Gato here, but I, like at this point in the season, I think he had kind of moved his focus to future, like potential future value. Right, and so that's where. He valued Gibson a little yeah, bit higher. There. Gibson's a Gibson's a good third round. Yeah, yeah, that was a seamless transition. Mm-hmm. So after that, we had uh, a couple of panic trades by Kamara Virus. Uh, the first one being Kamara Virus received Boston Scott and Antonio Brown from Plano Plantains, and Plano Plantains received Hunter Henry and Tevin Coleman. I don't think anybody wins. Yeah, okay, on to the next one. This was a right, yeah. trade. <laughs> well, yeah, and so the next one was Kamar Virus received Jarvis Landry, and El Gato Grande got Brandon Cooks and $1 in fab, just so that he could say that he won the trade. Mm, um, yep, swipe so those again. were. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to dwell on them. Those were two trades that I made in one week where I one was day, one really... day, yeah. Well, but like that week, I was really struggling to put out a full roster, so I was literally just trading by players for uh, for players that I could actually start. Mm. So I wasn't looking for quality or necessarily to win the trade. I I just wanted someone who wouldn't kill me. And that was like that was the week that Boston Scott was going up against the Cowboys, so I felt I felt pretty good about starting him that week. But anyway, yeah, that's fair. yeah those were those were two panic trades by me. And then on November eleventh, we had another trade between Team Chaos and Big Dak Injury, where Team Chaos received Deshaun Watson and Latavius Murray, and Big Dak Injury received Damian Harris and Hayden Hurst. Yeah, so I think this was Big Dak Energy, or sorry, Big Jet, Big Dak Injury. Injury. <laughs> Big Dak Injury. It's a lot. It's a lot in your mouth, huh? Yeah, Mouthful. It is. Uh, it, replacing Darren Waller was he? Did he, was he the one that got Waller or left? Or 
traded Waller. Now I'm getting I'm confused. Actually, you know what? I had that I had that back. Uh, I had that backwards. So Watson and Murray went to Big Deck Injury, and Harris and Hurst went to Chaos. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so this was him replacing Darren Waller with Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was another one, another another swipe left for me. Like, it, it, nothing really exciting about this. Maybe the guy who got Watson wins because he's been he's been really yeah. Good. I, I think I would probably Watson's probably the best player in that trade. Yeah, I, and I I say probably he is the best player in that trade. Like Damian Harris has shown some promise, but he hasn't really solidified. And plus, he's a New England running back, so like. It's really nice. Right. He's he's yeah, a, he's who, who knows a, what you're gonna get week to week. Yeah, and he's the running back between the twenties. So you're you're like right. I hope you're happy with getting ten points from a running back that put right. the triple twenty yeah. carries for eighty yards and nothing else. Right, exactly. Yeah. Next up we had a, a kind of a I think a trade that you weren't even uh, expecting to go through in STDs and Wine Cooler sending Kenyon Drake to Notorious Narwhals and receiving Chase Claypool. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. I, I normally will try and like reach out to folks via text or something to say, hey, I'm interested in this, or I, I see you have a a need at this position to see it to like start the trade talk. And that was just like on my couch, just eh, firing off a trade. And it got really? accepted within pretty quickly. I feel like within an yeah, hour. Yeah, I mean or that that one's yeah, I think I'd uh, good like, to see him do it a little bit. I don't know, based on based on actual production up to this point, I would rather have Claypool. Based on potential, I yeah. think I would rather have Drake. Yeah, and I the only reason I did this this was uh, maybe a bit of a panic trade from me because we're gonna get it was because into... Edmonds wasn't panning out for you. Well, not necessarily that he wasn't panning out. Just that he wasn't going to get the opportunity that I thought he was going to get. So I'd rather just yeah. have the running back, like the way you have the Houston running backs. I'd rather just have the running back in in Arizona. So what you're saying is this was you hedging your $70 bet. <laughs> this was me. This was me trying to recover on that $70 bet. <laughs> yeah. Which I like, I'm still fine with kind of the money that I did bid on Chase Edmonds because I don't know with the information I had at the time. Yeah, no, I mean I it made think... sense at the time. I think I think I bid like I bid like fifty something at the same time. So like I can't make fun of you for spending a lot on him. I was I was right there with you. Yeah, I think we had three people that went with their entire budget. I think Plano Planet Chains yeah. might have done his whole budget too. Or close to. Yeah. Yeah. That has yeah, I mean so like Yeah. I expected Edmonds to get two games and i think like drake was out i expected drake to be out more than two weeks and he was out two weeks and it was one game because they had a bye yeah it's not what i expected so i had to i had to get that running back well and, and i mean to be fair i fully expected when when drake was ready to come back i expected that it was like that he would have lost his job like i expected that he was going to be the one yeah, b to edmund's one a yep. And that just hasn't happened. Well, anyway, that brings us to the last trade that came in right before the deadline with Notorious Narwhals receiving Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Brown, $2 in fab, and a 2021 fourth round pick 
and Kamara virus receiving DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Sanders, and a 2021. Yeah, so this was a blockbuster. This might have been the biggest names traded this year. Yeah, I think this is probably the just in terms of names and just right. all of the moving pieces yeah, and yeah, the impact at the deadline. Yeah, super nuanced. It just it kind of yeah. I, I think Ellis and a bunch of people had kind of spoken up about wanting to trade draft picks, and we've kicked around the idea before, and it it was just something that we had to track manually, but really liked the idea of, and uh, yeah, so I'm and glad we were able to get a trade hold, with that. I've got a. Yeah. I've got to say something here. It was some fine work by these commissioners to put that process together as quick as it was. Yeah, I think so. We it's like like Colby said, it was something that we had like it was always something we had considered. Like it was a fun idea. Like, hey, what if we could trade draft picks? And then the conversation always kind of died at like, okay, well, how would like mechanically how would that work? And we never right. fleshed yeah, out because we didn't we so. didn't want to have a, a a team to be able to. One, throw, you know, we, there's a reason we have a trade deadline and it's so teams don't really give away this season and co- like completely and make one team yeah. that much better and basically lock them in for a title. We want everyone to have a chance when they get in the playoffs. And so, right. yeah. Right. And and like fire, fire sales are, are fun in theory, but then like they can they can really screw up the yeah. landscape it'll be so. it'll be interesting to see i mean i i traded for mccaffrey because i thought you know worst case scenario it well this was me kind of deciding do i go all in on this year or do i again hedge my bet and if i make it this year i feel really good about having mccaffrey and derrick henry and, and josh allen in the playoffs but if i don't mm-hmm. then i i wanted to get something for next year, I wanted to, this not to be a lost year, and that's why we, we worked out the uh, trading the draft picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, you just you after that Edmonds bid, you had zero fab, so you yeah. wanted to get some fab back. Yep. Just and so that was that was really for there. that first part. If I did make the playoffs, I wanted fab to be able to block somebody or, you know, pick up a wide receiver if I needed a spot start. Yeah. And, and I, like, I had been sitting on McCaffrey and like, I think you and I had even talked before he initially came back from his injury. And I was super worried that they were going to like with, especially with as well as Davis did, that they were either going to uh, give him a pitch count or that he was potentially going to get injured again or whatever else. And so when he did hurt his shoulder at the end of that game, even though he had a really good game, I kind of panicked again to, to where I was like, oh God, did I trade away talent? Because I traded away, what was it, Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill, mm-hmm. I think, for Christian McCaffrey. And so I was like, did I give that up to only get one game out of, out of Christian McCaffrey? Um, so so like my thought was, okay, can I can I turn that into something that will actually be something I can consistently start every week and and feel good about. And so, you know, I, I, like I'd, I'd been wanting to move him for a little while, but like looking at this trade, the more I look at it, like I almost feel like you and I were looking at it from the wrong direction. Like, honestly, it probably would make more sense for you trying to get into the playoffs this season 
to go after DeAndre Hopkins and Miles Sanders and someone like me who is already in the playoffs to go after someone like Christian McCaffrey who might miss the rest of the season fantasy-wise but should probably yeah, be I, back I was honestly surprised that you were willing to do the trade because I like this was me basically saying I'm like I knew my chances were really low. I like my chances of making the playoffs then I I knew my schedule that was coming up. I didn't feel great about um my bye weeks that were coming up and kind of how my roster was shaking out. So yeah, this was this was me betting more on next year and just this year yeah, and if this year happened and I made the playoffs, then I'd feel good about my team too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't feel bad about it. Sanders Sanders has has a pretty good from what I've looked at a pretty good playoff schedule. Um and nuke is nuke, so I like I still feel good about it. But I, I will say, if I'm not holding that trophy at next year's draft, it's gonna hurt to see yeah, you use that fourth round too. pick. I tried to make it a third, but I, we couldn't get there. Yeah, no, I like that didn't make sense to me because Miles Sanders would cost a third as a as a keeper, so I'd be trading for a guy that I couldn't even keep at at a value. I'd be having to move up around uh, over his keeper position to keep him so that you, you weren't yeah. going to get me. And, on I, and I would say to the league, uh, I wouldn't use this as a benchmark to gauge what the value of draft picks are. Cause I don't know about you, Randy, but I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing when, when I was trying to figure no. out what to swap. No, there, there was no way to, there was no way to value it. Like, like I feel like I gave up probably more than I should like that for like, if you think about players you get in the fourth round, you can like you're, right, you're yeah. getting starters there. You're getting solid players. He gets an extra starter, yeah. Versus eighth round players, yeah. Like, what am I taking a like a B tier tight end in the eighth round? So, I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Gonna, uh, it's gonna hurt. be interesting. I can already feel it. Well, that uh, that just about covers the trade. So. You might remember this from our last episode, uh, but our next segment is Fabulous! Yeah, so I guess we'll run down some of the bigger um, the bigger bids that we've had recently, the, the better buys that we've had recently, and just kind of talk through them. We want to go top dollar down? Yeah, sure. And I mean, just for everyone's reference, like... Not all of these are like it's not just us making fun of people for spending a bunch of money. Like like some of them are people who got a terrific value. It's basically just looking at fab pur- purchases and the good and the bad. Yeah, so I think we started off with the bad. Seventy dollars for Chase Edmonds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I like I'd probably like to start off with just saying thank you, thank you for keeping me from spending $56 on him, which I believe at the time was my all-in. You got to respect the all-in, you know? You, you, yeah. you got to respect the the guts and the wherewithal to say, fuck it, I'm doing this. It is what it is. Yeah, this yeah. was when I, I was I was out. Miles Sanders was hurt, and I think he was coming up on a bye, too. So I knew I was going to be out mm-hmm. him for like three weeks. I didn't have anybody like I didn't trust Ronald Jones in my starter. I I didn't have anybody else to go. So I was hoping to get I was hoping to buy a win. I was hoping if if seventy dollars if Chase Edmonds could put up RB one numbers, which is not I wouldn't surprise anybody, 
then maybe if that could buy me a win, that I'd be happy with that 70 bucks. But he That's, didn't come yeah. close to it. And you bought him going into a buy, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did get his first week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the logic all makes sense. That's, oh, yeah. that's why sure. I for bid sure. 56. I, and honestly, like, I felt like there was the RB1 potential while Drake was out, which was potentially two or three weeks. But then I felt like there was potential after that as well. So, like, I the, the all-in made sense when you did it. It just, as all-ins go, they, you know, it's it either pays off or it doesn't. And, and this one just has not mm-hmm. yeah and then you ended up with Drake. because yeah. so, so we had so the bids for that one were i came in second i believe with 56 and then we had uh plano plano plantains coming in with a 46 dollar bid and then ponderosa with a uh, 23 dollar bid and then gato had a, an eight dollar so i mean that there were there were there was a lot of money thrown at edmunds so our the next highest was forty seven dollars from or for Damian Harris from Big Deck Injury. There you go. You okay. Got it. Yeah, it's weird because I see the E and it throws me off. Um, yep. This one probably is so he overspent by the next highest bidder by by thirty one dollars. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm not sure why anybody would go $47 on a New England running back. So, uh, yeah, speaking as the guy who dropped him the week before, I don't feel bad about dropping him. Like, he, (laughs) like, like, don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't hate to have Damian Harris on my bench, but he'd be on my bench. Yeah. Yeah. You don't ever feel bad about dropping a New England running back. Yeah. Like, He's, he might score you I, – I don't even have his thing pulled up. I think he scored like 18 at one point, and you might get that out of him one week, but but then the next you're going to get three. It's I, – I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not ready to trust Damian Harris. That's pretty yeah, close. I, 10, 3, 7, 16, 7, and 12. Mm-hmm. That's not, it's not bad. It's, I don't know that it's 47 worth though. No, no, I I wouldn't be surprised. Like Rex Burkhead, you could get on free agent right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if over the last four or five weeks that their point totals are pretty much the same. That way that wouldn't shock me. I will say this though. Um, So, I mean, big deck injury, like we, like we discussed is the consensus number two team in the league. So it was super refreshing for me as the number one team in the league to see that much money thrown at a B team, a B tier player. Cause it means that, you know, if someone else comes up later in the season, I can probably block him. So thanks Ellis. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, some critical analysis there. All right. Next up we have Noah Fant. Who went for twenty six dollars to Kamara virus? Ugh. I I don't even remember. Like, I remember Ian struggling with the idea of having to drop Fant yeah. and me giving him shit and being like, "Ha ha, I'm gonna outbid you for him," and I did, and it's done nothing for me. Yeah, because I think he, if I'm remembering this correctly, I feel like Ian had to drop him because. This was one of our first weeks where we had games postponed and we didn't yeah. really have a structure set up to kind of handle that. And right. so Ian yeah. was 
forced to and drop. And Yahoo didn't really support it either because they didn't give them an injury designation or anything. They just like they treated it like a buy. Right. Right. So well, they I, were remember, I remember finding that. Week. Yeah, I just it's hard to play in for that. And I remember feeling bad that you had to drop him and then feeling bad when I bid for him because I'm I bid for him. But now <laughs> now I feel bad for Randy for winning him. I'm I'm yeah. I'm good with all of it, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I even like and then I doubled down on it by trading away Hunter Henry, who I would rather have over Fant at this point. For sure. So I Yeah, I ugh, gross. Yeah. Next. Well, next up is $25 for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Yeah. To Orange uh, Jujus. I just like saying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just make it more work for me. <laughs> like, yep. do you just undervalue Dak so much, or did you just overvalue the Cowboys in general? I don't know. Yeah, that's $25 for a quarterback's hard. Yeah. I, so, like, I, like, I, Number value of, of how much was bid aside, I like I can get why he thought Andy Dalton was going to come in and be close to what Dak had been. Like there was a lot of hype around Andy Dalton as being one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league, but God, that just blew up quickly. And and uh, yeah, I mean twenty five dollars for a quarterback feels hey. like didn't court Kobe? Weren't you the one that got? Pat Mahomes off the waiver wire on his like in his breakout season. Yes, yeah. And how much did you get him for? I don't know. Not probably not a lot. Like like, like nothing. Yeah, so, yeah. It just it feels like a lot for a quarterback. Yeah, I will never spend twenty five percent of my fab on a quarterback. They're just so they're yeah. too replaceable. Yeah, and I mean 16, 16 points in three games out of five possible games is just ugh. Next up, I feel like we've covered ad nauseum. Uh, $21, Deontay Johnson. Sorry, D. Johnson for Elgato yeah. Grande. We So we probably don't need to go over this one, but it's fun to go over it. So I, we're going to do it anyway. So why? I, I, you didn't even have the other D. Johnson on your roster at the time that you dropped him. I don't understand. This is so much worse to me than Ian's excuse for fat fingering 50 something dollars for Malcolm Brown. It was 51 motherfucker. Well, did I tell you, <laughs> did I mention that I hadn't had my coffee yet in the morning? And I mean, D. Johnson. then don't touch the waiver wire or, or you're like, don't drop players before you've had coffee. I will well, say what D. else Johnson do you do is... while you take your morning shit? It's fairly generic. I mean, maybe we can defend him a little bit. D Johnson. I mean, that's all you see on Yahoo. You just see D Johnson. And I have two. I have two D Johnsons right now. I've dropped neither of them. You have two Ds. Yeah, two two D Johnsons. Two Ds. Two Johnsons. (laughs) Ian, are you putting on a sweater? (laughs) (laughs) What is going on right now? Well, it, I mean, it does like we Ian, started talking what? about Johnson, and Ian stopped talking and started making weird noises. I'm not even moving. <laughs> All right the uh, the last one that I wanted to bring up. I don't know if y'all had anybody else, but I think one of the better values that we've seen was the three dollars for T Higgins. He, I mean, the rookie yeah. class this year of wide receivers has been stupid. 
Um, and he's probably one that has flown under the radar even now, mm-hmm. I think more than most, probably because of where like, his draft capital was in the NFL play or in the NFL draft. Yeah. But. I legitimately feel guilty for not having started him more. Like, like there are weeks that he's scored like 17 on my bench and I'm like, what am I thinking? Yeah. Why didn't I have him in? Yeah. yeah he's I think been, he's an he's every week great. starter. I would definitely yeah, start him point. over D Johnson. Yeah. 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 Wait, D or D which D Johnson? My Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well so that pretty much covers everything that uh that was worth talking about in Fabulous. So let's go ahead and take a look forward at uh playoffs. You're talking playoffs? Playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs. I I listened to that recording the other day and it's like it's shocking how high pitched he said it. Yeah. And the way it's he super like it. it's not like a coach saying playoffs, it's playoffs. Uh, th- playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? So we have uh, we have two teams that have to an extent sealed their fate so far. So we'll, we'll mention them first, and then we can kind of run through everything else. But um, we kind of briefly mentioned so. With the win this past week, Kamar Virus has clinched playoff berths, so they're obviously still fighting for where they're going to be seated in the playoffs, but Kamar Virus is officially in the playoffs. And then on the flip side of that, um, STDs and Wine Cooler are officially eliminated from the playoffs. There's, there's no mathematical way that they can make it into the playoffs at this point. So now it's turd ball time for STDs and Wine Coolers. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, do you give up or do you just play the spoiler role? You gotta. No, play the I think you play role. the spoiler role. You got him. Oh yeah, I'm petty as hell. I'd go spoiler. Yeah. yeah. I run into him here in a couple of weeks. I think. All right. Should we run this from top to bottom? Yeah, sure. So um, we have two teams that kind of control their own destiny this this next week in uh, Big Dak injury and Ponderosa Hail Marys. Both are sitting at seven and three, and with a win by either of them, they're they're clinching playoff berths. So they'll they'll definitely be in. And uh, I think so. Ponderosa probably has the the rougher draw in Kamar virus, um, but uh, Big Dak injury has a significantly easier opponent in Notorious Narwhals. Yeah, mm. offense yeah. intended. Oh no, I think it's a fair statement. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have a quarterback, sir. Uh, yeah. No, I, but I mean, I, at, I, at this point, at this point, in for for you and Ellis, it's it's win and you're in. Yeah, and I think for all intents and purposes, they're in. Yeah, I mean, they have three weeks to get that win, so yeah. they they should. And and so looking at it, I think so. Ponderosa has they're tied for the sixth easiest um, schedule. Uh, by record of their their upcoming opponents, and then I think Big Dak injury is tied for fourth. So neither of them have crazy difficult, um, crazy difficult matchups the next coming three weeks. But like I think Ponderosa even draws STDs one of those weeks. So that like if STDs record holds, that should be Ponderosa's ticket in. Yes. Yeah, and if Ian, if you're trying to get a uh, a first round buy here. Get into that first seed. I, I can help you out there. 
but probably not because my team's terrible. Yeah, I, I think Randy just needs to sit all the starters this week. And so you're you're thinking I should go ahead and just take three weeks off prior to the playoffs? At least two. I mean, you want to keep them fresh, so I would start them all week twelve. Give them a couple weeks off, let them rest, get them back into shape on week twelve. Mm-hmm. This is some cutting edge stuff. Yeah, that'd be week 13, but you did good math earlier, so I'll give you a pass on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the fuck so, so I will say, like, like Ponderosa has probably the easier, in my opinion, like, you have the rougher draw this week, but I think you have the easier path to the playoffs with your matchup against STDs and Wine Cooler. Because uh, Big Dak Injury this week has the Narwhals, and then the next week they have the Plano Plantains, and then they have Team Chaos after that. And all three of those teams, at least right now, are like they're vying for the playoffs. Yeah, he could easily go one and two, and I can go two and th- two and one. So yeah, he, I mean, he could go. He could go oh and three. There, he's getting three. Like, I mean, I'm not. My team's not great, but I I wouldn't be surprised if I won. Well, you're you're at a point, and we'll get to it here in a second. But like like the teams that he's playing are much more hungry. Like they they need the wins more than than a lot of the teams that Ponderosa is playing. So, but anyway, so that brings us to the the next tier, which is we have two teams at six and four in Team Chaos and Plano Plantains, who. They could clinch this week if they get a win and the four and six teams get a loss. So uh, they would they would need a win and then they would need both the, the and correct me if I'm wrong here I think it's both of them but they would need losses from the narwhals and from void of emotion. Yes, yeah, it would be both. It looks right. Yes. Oh, I, I don't think you're going to get that from Void of Emotion. Elgato Grande is is riding high on their last win, but I'd call Void of Emotion a pretty safe win over Elgato Grande. So I don't think they're going to clinch this week, but it's not impossible. Yeah, I, I don't think both of them will clinch. I, well, can either of them? No, no one can't clinch no. over the other, huh? Yeah. At this point, though, Elgato's got the... About two point advantage in the projections. Oh, really? Yeah, one oh three three to one oh five four. Let's not talk about projections this week. Well, so so I, I thought about doing a segment where I basically tracked the grades of of everyone based on Yahoo. After every week, gives everyone a grade on their matchup, and then the more I thought about it, the more I thought that grade isn't based on you as a manager so much as it is whether or not your players hit their projections so it's it's more a grade on on yahoo so those basically i'm saying that to say this projections are bullshit true and when i tracked those grades pretty much everyone had a b or lower average based on those projections which is to say yahoo has a B or lower average on projecting players' points. So yeah. yeah. Projections are bullshit. Fair enough. I forget what even led us into that. I just uh, had to rant on Yahoo for a second. Oh, don't rant on Yahoo. 
It's it's Ellis's like favorite. Ellis, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's Ellis's pitchfork. Yeah, that's right. I'll have to ask him if I can borrow it just yeah. for a second. So we that brings us to kind of the middle of the road uh, with with a team who can't clinch this week. Um, they are ahead, but they are in no way safe, and that's Orange Jujus at five and five. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if we kind of set the stage for this at the beginning, but I know we talked about the first two teams having a bye week, but m- maybe it's worth it to just mention that to- the top six teams make the playoffs. Two teams have a bye, and then four teams yeah. start the first round of the playoffs. And we're, when talking about Orange Jujus, this is the number six team. So right now, this is the team on the bubble, if you will, of, of getting into the playoffs. Right. And, and, to, and looking at the record of their upcoming opponent, opponents, he has the hardest schedule from now until the playoffs. He goes against three teams that are all currently in the playoffs ahead of him, um, and, and all of whom could conceivably clinch this week. Yeah, but to be fair, so he might be the number six seed right, right now, but he's the number third seed in our power rankings. So yeah, that's true. Like he's got a good team. He's got a good team. He he might have a tough schedule, but he's got a good team. I think I'd be pretty surprised if the six teams that we've mentioned so far aren't the six teams in the playoffs. But I'm gonna do everything I can to get in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that that brings us to our our next tier, which is which is basically just they they have to keep winning. I don't know that they necessarily have to win out yet, but a, a loss is pretty damning at this point. Yeah. Like if if y'all lose and and in when I say y'all I mean narwhals and void of emotion at 4 and 6, a loss for them basically means that they can't afford for any of the teams ahead of them other than maybe Juju's to get a win. Yeah, that yeah, that's fair. I I felt like losing last week was kind of was basically the nail in my coffin for for making the playoffs. If I won that, I, I'd feel pretty good about my playoff chances. But I think I lost by six or something. It was a pretty close game. It was a good game, but yeah, well, that might have done you're it. You're in rough shape too with the with the McCaffrey trade since he was declared out this next week. So you know you're not getting him this week. You know you're not getting him week thirteen. And you're just hoping that you get him week twelve. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't expect a coach for what are they three and eight? Yeah, at that point, yeah, yeah, at that point, just wait until the buy's over. Yeah, Yeah, I think they're just gonna wait until the buy's over. So, yeah, yeah. So if you get into the playoffs, you're probably gonna have to do it without McCaffrey. Yep, I think so. And then, uh, and then, so I mean, your schedule is pretty fucking difficult too. Yeah, perfectly perfectly honest. You you go against Big Dak injury this week. Um, and then Void of Emotion the next, and, and Plano Plantains uh, the, the week after that. So, so again, it's at least for now, it's all teams who are who are fighting to try to seal their place in the playoffs. Yeah, I think Void of Emotion has a better chance at trying to upset someone. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, the McCaffrey thing hurts. Yeah, and and I don't know. I'm going to look now to see what his his points are so that the tiebreaker if it there would be a tie for third or for sixth place excuse me would be points four and yeah it'd be it'd be a surprise if either i or void of emotion so notorious narwhals or void of emotion 
caught up to orange juju specifically. Yeah, you need you need chaos or or plano plantains to fall below jujus. Yeah, to, based on the points, points more yeah. to matter. Yeah, and Kyle Kyle won't be able to catch them. It, it, well, he might be able to catch them. It, it'll be close, but if they had a clunker of a week and he had a yeah. a big one, maybe there's a big difference there. Yeah, he's down by at least thirty five points, forty points. Yeah, which I mean, you can make that up in a week. We, yeah, we seen it happen but yeah. I, I wouldn't bet on it right yep and then uh the last team that is still in the hunt not eliminated yet but they are uh they are done if they lose and orange jujus at five and five wins um and that is el gato grande at three and seven so i, I said that the narwhals and void of emotion had to win to stay alive that's doubly true for for El Gato. Yeah, he needs a lot of help. Yeah, he he basically has to win out and cross his fingers that the people ahead of him lose. Yeah, I, he needs I mean he needs Orange Juju's to lose out. Period. And then yeah. he basically needs yeah, both me and Kyle to lose most of our games cuz I don't know that he could catch in points for either. No, I don't think no. he could. Yeah, he's he's ninety points behind me. Yeah, he's fifty points, I think, behind or forty points behind Kyle. It'd be it'd be hard yeah. if he gets in. It's it's gonna have to be on record. Yeah, but so uh, that's that's the playoff picture, and uh, that's that. Yeah, it's been a good season so far. Yeah, there were a bunch of weeks where like there there wasn't more than like two games of separation for like eight out of the ten teams. Yeah, it was it was a bunch bunch there for a, for a long time. It's still wide open too. I mean, there's still mm-hmm. teams that could nothing nothing's finalized. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also remember, the first two weeks of the playoffs are only one week playoffs. So that's that's true. Yeah, game. yeah, playoffs are all player all all three all weeks, weeks are one week playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but the top two teams have a bye week thirteen, and then it's uh to one week games well that's uh that's all we have for this week's episode sorry it took us a little while to get out another one we have uh just kind of life got in the way for for all of us but uh we hope you enjoyed it and uh if you're still with us thank you for listening and if you didn't make it to the end well fuck fuck you. you